0: This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake presented by Ken Garf Orm. with your host, the voice of the Cougars, Greg
1: Rubel. Good evening, and hello once again, Cougar Nation. Welcome back inside the BYU Broadcasting Building for our weekly get together with the head coach of the Cougars. And if you'd like to be with us here the next time we're together, you can request free seats every Monday before a Tuesday show. Just go to byucougars.com/sitake show to get your seats. But don't go there next week; it's a bye week. We'll be off next Tuesday. As always, we invite BYU fans to join our conversation on Twitter using hashtag Sitake Show. We want your questions, want your comments. Want you to tell us from where it is you're tuning in? Then watch and listen to see if your tweet is read on the air. To get tonight's show started, let's bring on out the man with his name on the show logo. He is the head coach of the Cougars, your team leader, Kalani Setake.
0: <laughs> always reppin'. yes I mean that's, I went with, with the sweats today it's a good look yeah well i just cover up the calves a little bit it's getting a little cold so <laughs> you notice I, I lost my voice
1: we noticed at halftime last week that you yeah. kind of lost your voice
0: I thought I'd recover but I guess practices were kind of <laughs> needed to meet my voice a little bit more <laughs> so we'll see how it goes this week
1: you've been doing a little bit of yelling
0: no i was just singing <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> There's some story to So you're
1: repping the Y. These fans are repping the Y. I and uh, yeah, they're kind of nice to, you know, regardless of the outcome, come in here and kind of get juiced up and feel the vibe of, of Cougar fans on hand. Uh, that they're doing their part.
0: Of course. And then uh, it was awesome in the stadium on Saturday last weekend. And. Um, just want to thank the fans for being there and giving us a huge huge advantage. I think that uh just the their, the noise level was was awesome It was just so nice to see and uh it was a huge advantage for us, and obviously got our our defense motivated and they they love that the, the new guys um didn 't have that experience um against portland state and so uh now having all our fans and school in and having the rock there and it was just a really cool experience with the cougar walk and everything so um, thank you very much to all the fans, and I'm very disappointed we couldn't deliver a win for you, but um, hopefully we can get one this weekend.
1: Well, uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you, you've been here before in that early in the season. Last year, you found yourselves at 1-2, and two and you bounced back. And you expect to, to do the same again this week and moving forward. It's a 1-2 and two start, not what you'd envisioned, but your team has shown resilience, and you hope uh, they do it again
0: yeah that's part of that's part of football you know obviously we nobody wants to start like that and in, in the hole and uh i think that uh the disappointing part is what we, we won't know because of some of the issues that we've had on offense um but i was really proud of the effort of our guys and playing hard and um you know this, this is this is this is on me and the coaching staff you know the players have enough talent to win games and and we have um we, the effort was unbelievable so like uh, you know this one the uh, that's my fault. And I, I I promise we'll get it better.
1: We're going to get to a, f- a few of the particulars of the Utah game as you reflect back on it. What do you think it really came down to in the end?
0: Um, well, I think turnovers had 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 a, a you know a, I mean I, th- I think last week we talked about that being the most important stat other than the score you know. But um, the fact that our defense played hard in the red zone and held them to one touchdown and and the field goals. I mean that was. That was nice. We had a chance to win at the end, you know. So, had the ball. I mean, it was looking like it was going to be one of those moments, you know, the last drive, and I just couldn't capitalize. We had, we had some mistakes and um, just don't want to be in that position towards the end of the game. And we obviously need to, be, we need to play better. Um, I thought the defense and, and special teams played well enough for us to win, and, and uh, our offense needs to, ma- needs to match those other two phases.
1: You came off the field at halftime <clears throat> and told our audience that uh, you'd, you'd gone, I think, at that point – uh, eight straight quarters without without a touchdown, and you know, at this business, it's going to be hard to win too many games if that's if that, if that kind of streak is what you're putting out there uh, offensively.
0: Yeah, and then, and then the causes. I mean, I, I heard on the sideline, defense, we need to score, In special teams, we need to score. That's not how it works, you know. You, everyone we talked about last week, everyone's got to do their one eleven and do their job. And um, our defense got a couple of turnovers, and so it was nice for them to to um, you know ha- have that and, and, and get us shorter fields, but. Um, Johnny didn't run a fake punt on his own, which was a positive. But um, I think he was tempted on the first one, and I, I almost was cheering for him to possibly do it, but yeah. You know. <laughs> but uh, it, it was, it was um, I mean, it was a fun game. Obviously not great because we lost, but just extremely proud of our players and definitely very thankful that we have great fans that we do, and um, it, was a, it was a really cool night. It was, was deafening. The noise was unbelievable and um, just made me want to play again. I mean, I, even in pregame, I was getting pumped up, you know, and, and as, a, as a coach and just so thankful to our fans. And I just, like I said, I'm getting sick of apologizing to them, you know. But, uh, yeah, we, we, it would be nice to start getting back on the win win call.
1: I noticed that you came out uh, before the team Saturday night. You came out a little bit ahead of them, you know, through the tunnel and uh, I saw kind of like a player's mentality come out in you. You were ready. You were fired up and ready to roll.
0: I know. I, I, I was ready to put on a helmet and go, you know, but <laughs> um, I think that all the fans, you could you could feel it in that stadium, you know, it was, it was a really cool moment, and, um, you know, there's a lot of noise, a lot of energy, and so uh, we're going to need that again this weekend, you know. It's, it's going to be in, in, I mean, in the daytime, so it'll be nice, and not as hot as Portland State. From I'm looking at the weather already, plan. <laughs> so I'm just trying to convince the fans to do it again, please. And and uh, it, it's just it's just a huge uh, boost for our players. And and uh, if it gets me fired up as a coach, and you know, imagine what it does for our players. And I think our fans kind of feed feed our players energy. And so it was it was nice. I mean, you could we we, um, we had an opportunity on defense had to had to stop them, had to stop Utah to get the ball back and. And it was really close, you know, and and the fourth and one and things like that. That I give a lot of credit for for our fans making all that noise.
1: The offense did give the fans things to cheer in the second half. You scored 13 points, gave yourself a shot uh, late in that game to win it. And it seemed that there, a a rhythm. I was able to observe it and see kind of of a rhythm offensively as BYU put a little run together. It was fun to see the tempo kind of pick up a little bit and BYU start making plays down the field.
0: Yeah, and you saw Ula came in, gave us a a good... um, you know, a good, good lift also, and, and so I think the uh, b- the big mistake was having um, not getting points out of that one drive in in the red zone, and then that 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 um, you know we got a, a touchdown called back because of a, of a penalty on a pick play, and um, we practiced that uh, probably 20 times last week, and and uh, you know just a, a simple mistake made. You're not supposed to engage with the defender and put your hands on. It. He's supposed to run a route, and really didn't need to put his hands on on the defender, but it was it was an illegal pick. You know, and so that um, tough lesson to learn, you know. But um, we had mistakes throughout the game that cost us. But, uh, you know, when it all comes down to it, i got to get the guys to play better. And, and i got to get them so that we can be more effective as a team, as a unit, and and not have to come back from behind and win games. And uh, this this week we're, we're committed to making that happen.
1: I guess we shouldn't be surprised that it was a BYU-Utah game that came down to a final possession again. They seem to always do that.
0: Yeah, I mean, it just – you kind of knew even when the score – I mean – I think the score was 16-0 for a little bit, right, and and, and, uh, you just kind of knew that there was always a chance we could come back and get it, and we had the ball on the nine-yard line, felt really good about possibly marching down and scoring, but it wasn't in the cards, and, and, uh, you know, we'll we'll have to improve on it. I just don't think we should ever have to rely, rely on that to help win games on the last drive, so I'd rather just get the win and secure it, and and uh, celebrate with the fans. Mm.
1: We saw Ula to, uh, Toluta'u uh, kind of have his breakout game. Uh, you told us afterward that he'd been kind of dinged during camp a little bit, so it'd been a little slower developing to get him to go. Once he got going, he was fun to watch.
0: Yeah, and I think it's hard because a lot of fans want to know why certain guys aren't playing and things like that. And uh, to protect our players, we, you know, we just don't comment on injuries unless they're um, season-ending. And so um, with him, he was just been dang- he's been uh, kind of dinged up and, and um had a, a rough camp, you know, but. Um He's a big kid that that, that is finally uh, close to hundred percent, and I'm really excited about him being able to play against the school that he signed at so mm. uh, it's going to be a lot of fun this saturday and and um, this could be like his coming up party
1: yeah, out of East high school, right, and then signed mm-hmm. with uh wisconsin
0: yes and then and then came home from a mission and recruited us <laughs> so
1: so Ula's feeling better. Uh, How did the team come out of the Utah game generally?
0: Well, there's a, there's a few guys that that are um, we're still day to day. I mean, that's it's injuries are are hard because people tell you what 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 the um, the outcome is and they give you um, a, maybe a diagnosis of what it is and you get other opinions. But there's some guys that that are are still day to day. I mean, I, I saw Reno Mahe get his appendix taken out and they said he wouldn't be able to play and then he was there playing the next day. So um, we'll see what happens. You know, a lot of the crazy things can happen with the body and. And um, But, you know, if, if guys can't go, then we'll have to move on and, and get the next guy ready.
1: Wisconsin is next, and it's Jersey Retirement Day and three jerseys to be retired. One jersey number, the number six, it's Mark Wilson, it's Robbie Bosco, it's Luke Staley. So a special Saturday is coming up here for the fans and uh, the team.
0: Yeah, it's going to be fun. And, and, and uh, you know, I, I, I know uh, I, I watched Mark when I was little, right? And I, I know Robbie, he was a quarterback's coach, and I watched him win national championship and obviously, a teammate of Luke Staley, so just happy for those guys. And, um, you know, we're getting a lot of guys with their numbers retired, but it's, it's I'm running out of jersey numbers for my players, you know, so uh, that's a good sign, though, that we have a lot of guys that that are going into the Hall of Fame and, and having that legendary status, and I'm really happy for those guys. And Luke's a teammate of mine. Uh, he deserves it, you know, especially with a lot of the injuries that he had to overcome. And so... Just really pleased with those guys.
1: And Trey Dye was wearing the 6, which his dad James wore, and and he was switched to a 4 this year as a result, right?
0: Yeah, I told him that he can have the honorary retirement also. Him and James Dye can... Can be the they can put their name up there with those things if they want.
1: (laughs) The number six going up on the stadium this Saturday. All right, we're taking our first break on the show. We want as we do, we'd like you to know that you can enjoy a full hot breakfast buffet, dinner Monday through Wednesday, a kitchen, and a large grassy backyard along the Provo River Trail. All at the Residence Inn Marriott in Provo. When we come back, it's Wisconsin Week, so we'll have a bit about the Badgers. This is BYU football with Kalani Sitake. football with Kalani Satake the head coach of the Cougars and a couple of hundred BYU fans with us here in Studio C. Well the Cougars coming into this week it's a one and two on the season hosting a third straight team that finds itself in this week's national rankings the top 10 Wisconsin Badgers making a rare visit to the mountain time zone and Kalani it's a big challenge out of the Big Ten.
0: Yeah a lot of fun and, and a power run team you know so uh, big boys they they, they um They got a lot of size up front on D-line and O-line, and they like to run the ball. So I think they're starting running back got 200 yards last week, and the backup had 100. So it's a good good, uh, system that they run, and uh, Coach Chris is a really good coach, and he has a great staff there.
1: Yeah, two backs hit the century mark. One goes over 200, and that's Jonathan Taylor. Taylor's seventh nationally in yards per game, rush yards per game coming into this week. Wisconsin, as a team, is 13th nationally in rush yards per game, but uh, no surprise, Kalani, that's, that's Wisconsin football.
0: Yeah, they, they, they hang their hat on, on the run game, and uh, they, you know, they build their, their pass game off of the run, play action, a lot of different looks, but uh, they're going to put in two tight ends, sometimes three, and, and they'll run right at you. So it'll be a good test for our defense.
1: The kid on the right there, Shaw, didn't play in the second game, did play in the first week. So his status for the, Utah, for the BYU game, maybe not totally determined, but those two other guys did pretty well without Shaw this past weekend as they had a huge day. Wisconsin as a team ran for 357 yards in the win over Florida Atlantic uh, this past weekend. Now, you worked with uh, Gary Anderson, of course, at Utah and at Oregon State, and he went to Wisconsin for a short time before going to, uh, to Corvallis. And, uh, and I guess you could say, did, did Wisconsin kind of fit him identity-wise, even though he wasn't there very long?
0: No, I think, well, he's, I mean, I can't speak for him, but I, I he's a good friend of mine, you know, but I think he really wanted to be out west and be out in this area, you know, out on the coast, and so I think that be closer to home. He wanted to be close to his family and out in out this way, so I think that was a good move for him, you know, but um, he loved his time in Wisconsin and, and uh, had a lot of great people there. I know he on his staff right now he has a lot of people. His graduate assistants are former players, and uh, if you know Coach Anderson, he loves his players too, so... Uh, they'll always have that relationship.
1: I was in Corvallis uh, from Sunday night through this morning, and I was talking to some people out there in the department, and they said, uh, said they miss you. We're glad we've got you, but they miss you out there at Oregon State.
0: <laughs> yeah, it was a quick year, and uh, I still own a house in Corvallis, so um, if anybody's looking to move there and buy a house, <laughs> let me know. It's really nice, so...
1: <laughs> have you been renting?
0: Yeah, yeah, I rented a friend of ours, and so it, I met great people there, and, and um, there's a good uh, amount of BYU fans there, too, so... Uh, just, uh, you know, I miss those guys, but I, I I love being here in Provo.
1: You were there with Coach Tuiaki, of course, you both came uh, mm-hmm. together. When you got the BYU job, did you know that he was somebody you, you wanted with you?
0: Yeah, and so the, that, those are the E Tuiaki and Ed Lamb and, and uh, Ty Demer guys that I really reached out and tried to sell to get here, but I was shocked when um, Ed was just, he was all in, you know, so in fact, he, when he committed to come to BYU, he got other offers, other job offers along the way, and and uh, he just stuck with it, and this is where he wants to be, and he believes in what we can build here. So I, I appreciate him and Ituyaki and, and, and Ty being here and the other coaches on our staff.
1: And you're all game planning for Wisconsin. It is Wisconsin Week, and Badger Nation travels really, really well. They don't, they don't come west too often, but when they do, they bring a ton of people and fill stadiums.
0: Yeah, and I know our fans will take care of them. I, I got a lot of good feedback from Mississippi, Mississippi State fans uh, when they came and visited last year, and they said it was one of the best experiences they've had, and uh, mostly because of the, the treatment that they received from our, our fans in our stadium. A lot of them said they got free ice cream, too. So <laughs> I'm just wondering why the head coach doesn't get free ice cream <laughs> in the stadium. You know? So I uh, probably need to win, and I'll, I expect some ice cream when we get to win.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, our player guest uh, coming up in the next segment is uh, linebacker Butch Poutwu, uh, one of your team captains. Uh, what are some of the reasons that, uh, that Butch w- was kind of a natural pick for, for the captaincy role this year?
0: Well he he takes the initiative. I, I there's things that um he just knows what we expect and what we need and, and uh I'll give you an example in, in this game at halftime I was getting ready to um you know, to speak to the team about and just try to get him jump started and he'd already, he'd already started it. And as he was talking to the team I didn't feel like it was really necessary for me to, to, to really butt in. I just let him finish it off and mm. said, Let's go, you know, that he, he, he took everything that I was gonna say and and it's nice when he can just read my mind and just and deliver it, you know. And then he didn't have to wait. He didn't feel like he had to get permission from it. And uh, a lot of our guys on our team, they step up and they and they lead the way. And uh, they don't need me to be the guy that, that jump starts them. I think that it was a right move for him to to lead the team and and to, to say something at halftime. And and obviously the the players respond better. So um, I, I expect all our leaders to step up and do that. That and we have a, a culture where we feel like if you feel. You know, they should say something and then let's go, you know. And, and uh, this is not going to be just like I'm going to be the guy talking. Obviously, my, I lose my voice easily. So uh, it's not like I, want, I, I enjoy standing up there and talking all the time. And so it's nice to have leaders and guys that have sacrificed or served missions and, and done great things in, in the community to be able to lead this team as well.
1: Well, Butch Powell is coming up uh, next. We at Ken Garf Nissan of Orem are improving things for our customers to see how. Come visit our showroom located on University Parkway. Ken Garf, we hear Cougs right after this. He is joining us live here in Studio C. Junior linebacker and team captain Butch Pau, visiting with the coach and me, taking your questions as well. This is BYU Football with Kalani Sitake. Welcome back to BYU Football with Kalani Sitake with your host, Greg Rubel. We are back inside Studio C. Go to byucougars.com slash show to get free seats and be in our live audience every week and use hashtag Satake show for a chance to see your question asked during our Q&A sessions. Well, after BYU's season opener, he became known as Neil Pau's big brother. But of course, he's made a name for himself since first arriving at BYU back in 2012. One of the team's heaviest hitters and top tacklers, Butch Pau was this season voted a captain and is one of the focal points on another tough BYU defense. Please welcome to Studio C out of Anaheim, California, the happiest linebacker on earth, Butch Pau.
2: Brooks, good to see you. Good to
1: see you. Ready? All right. So uh, Anaheim, California, is that still where you consider home home or are there other other uh, cities that you kind of attach no, to? No, Anaheim, California will
2: forever be home. Okay. And, and your home. high school was? Servite high school. What
1: kind of reputation does Servite have down
2: there? Uh, in regards to football, they're they're tough every year. They compete, they play in the Trinity. We play against Modern Day. Uh, St. John Bosco, we're always playing against D1 athletes, and so when you go to serve, you're expected to play at a high level, and that's what we do.
1: So you can, I, said, I mentioned 2012. You've been here a while when you, can, when you throw a mission, you, you, and yeah. you've been
2: here a little while, haven't you? Yeah, it's, uh, it's weird to go and to talk to freshmen in certain classes, and they say, hey, I'm a freshman. I'm 18 years old. And I'm like, wow, yeah, you're really young. <laughs> um, and so I've been here a while, but I'm loving every single minute of it.
1: You mentioned, I think it was during your high school career, you were on the field. You got to be on the field with uh, a brother and a cousin, and it was kind of a family affair. Uh, Give us a sense of your upbringing and the number of siblings and how, how cool it's been to play alongside a sibling at this level even.
2: Yeah, so I'm the oldest of five. I have my younger brother next, Neil, who's here playing receiver. I have a younger sister who just got home from her mission rachel pau she's uh playing basketball out in san francisco and then the two youngest the twin twin girls they're actually here at byu now and so we're all in college it's weird i took them out to lunch and just staring across the table i was like wow you guys are in college that makes me feel even older um but you know life was life was fun i mean we have Two loving parents, my mom and dad, Tupo and Wepi, who come to every home game. They'll drive out eight, nine hours and then drive back the following Sunday. Just They're still living on. out there then? Yes, yeah, so they still live out there, and they drive out every game and then drive back the following Sunday. And their whole thing is they don't want to miss a game while we're playing. They haven't missed it. Well, my mom at least. Um, when my dad was working, my mom never missed a practice growing up in Pop Warner or in high school. Hmm. My dad has always been my linebacker coach growing up, and so I kind of learned everything from him. And... I managed to come here and managed to bring my brother along, too, thanks to coach. Um, And now it's just fun to see him on the field playing and balling out, basically. So, Kalani, there are no more Pau siblings to recruit, but
1: you love this family, clearly.
0: Oh, yeah, and one of the most athletic families. I mean, I think his sisters are more athletic than him and Neil. True, true, True. very true, very true. And I mean, you see them, they're they're basketball-playing family. They're explosive, and so I just love having them around. And, which is, is the um, best example of what we want here at BYU, with his humility and the way that he plays the game. Um, he has a lot of fun. You can't help, help but smile when you watch him play, and so I, I love seeing him be the happiest mean guy on the field. It's nice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we may we may see a family picture that has, shows the whole Pau'u clan, and uh,
2: Neil sprouted up a little bit, didn't he? Yeah, for some reason he's the tallest of the family. He's six four. Always ask him, Father, why Why did you give him all the height and he could not give me any? Um, I mean, he has the height, the looks, the athleticism, the smarts. I mean, what would you give me? I mean, oh, yeah, he's the one. He's the black sheep of the family. You can see him over everyone else. That's, that's Neil. And so that's, I mean, even with family photos that we take now, he's like all the short guys up front. And so it's us six and then my brother in the back just standing over everyone smiling. But that's him.
1: What is your official height, by the way?
2: I'm 5'11" and with cleats and helmet i hope to be like 62. <laughs> <laughs> come on, he packs a lot into 511, doesn't
0: he? Yeah, and he's instinctive. He's, he he understands the game really well and uh, he played running back so he understands how how it works on the other side. Um, but he's he just his work ethic is unbelievable. He works hard all the time and the stuff that he does, I, i'll I'll say it out in the public because nobody talks about all the charity that he does and the service that he does. Um, he won an award when I first got here, the Y, a y Award for service, being a student-athlete that had the, the best example of service, and I get um, emails and, and messages and, and cards all talking about uh, things that Butch did. I mean, if someone has some kind of event, they'll ask, and Butch will always be there. And, and um, you know, we've had a lot of people that have, that have suffered a lot, and, and Butch is always there to help them and help them ease their pain. and Uh, He's been a great example and the true blue hero and everything. So uh, I love this guy. And and, and it just makes sense that he's a captain for us.
1: Well, uh, you're very talented at football, obviously. Uh, What are the other talents you like to develop in your spare time?
2: Uh, I'm a big fan of playing the piano. Uh, I started playing when I was eight, and my parents just said, play the piano, because it's going to help you out on the mission, and so it was nice. Oh, yeah, there's a video, Uh, of (laughs) course. Um, Yeah, there I was playing the piano, and the girl next to me was singing, and so we were just having a good time playing around, messing around, and so whenever I have some free time, whenever I'm not doing anything, I'll... I'll find a piano in one of the billion of classes that they have here, because they're everywhere, and just start playing. And I'll play for like an hour and just lose myself playing. And so
1: I know somebody here on campus who is so sad because he was in a religion class with you, and the teacher would ask for a piano volunteer, and, and you never jumped up and said,
2: Pick me. Because there's 60 other people there that know how to play, too. So <laughs> they were all jumping and raising their hands. So will let them do it. Go ahead. Uh, taking you back to the, the high school days, uh, were you always going to
1: be a BYU guy? How was the recruiting process for you?
2: So the recruiting process was very tough, um, especially when it came to BYU. Uh, freshman year, uh, I got to play my last year on, or the last game on varsity in the sophomore year. Started varsity, but I didn't see any interest from BYU. I didn't see any letters. Um, matter of fact, LSU and UCLA were the two schools that were sending letters and sending interest. And so it wasn't until at the end of my junior year that BYU finally started showing up. And it was nice, because when BYU showed up, they showed up to to both me and Jeremiah Leuta, who played here, number 43. Um, And so Jeremiah was getting recruited by a lot of other schools, and so I was trying to bring Jeremiah over. I mean, I go to a, a, a Catholic school, and Jeremiah was like, yeah, you know, like, I don't know if I can do it at a Mormon school. And we just started talking, and we, my parents started talking to their parents, and it got to the point where the parents felt comfortable enough when they came over and just felt the love that they felt here. They were like, "Yeah, this is a place that Maya should be at." But Maya was still kind of doubting everything, and I don't know where Maya just sent me a text saying, "Hey, I'm gonna to come to BYU with you," and so that's when um, we both called Bronco Menhall right away and committed, and we came here together, 2012.
1: Now, it's fun to play with a buddy, mm-hmm. but it's a lot more fun to play with a brother. Yeah. And so now, I mean, playing playing with Neil uh, in high school is one thing. At this level, though, it's a whole different deal. How cool is it to see Neil in his first game, really, as, as, as a player for the team, uh, go out and, and do this in his in, in the season opener?
2: You know, it's, it's really, really awesome because he put in so much effort this offseason. Not very many people know Neil's story, but Neil was recruited more of, as a basketball player than a football player. And he played receiver, he played safety, he played quarterback, a lot of positions in high school. And so his heart was set to basketball, but basketball didn't end up happening. And so a couple of schools offered him, and then thankfully uh, BYU offered him. But what happened was he came back home from his mission last year, uh, just sat out, just started working incredibly hard the entire offseason. And then it wasn't until he came to, Janu- um, to school in January where You saw him, and right after class, he would go to VASA, go do footwork, and then he would go to sleep, wake up, go to workouts, go to school, and then do the same thing again. And it wasn't until summer that you would see him work even harder where he would – we're big fans of Kobe Bryant. And so Kobe Bryant had this mentality of I'll wake up at 4 o'clock, I'll then rest, I'll start working again at 8, I'll work again at 2, I'll work again at 6. And that's what Neil was trying to do. He was just trying to work himself hard enough to where he could get a spot on the field, and it all paid off, and you saw that he – he moves really well in space and so the hope is that he continues to work hard we talk about being perfect and so all i want for him is to continue to be perfect on the practice field so that he can be perfect in the games
1: really instinctive wide receiver and kalania two is better than one i guess right
0: yeah and, and uh they're athletic and they love the game and you, you hear butch um brag about his brother but the work ethic is there and that's a huge compliment to their family their parents and so um yeah I love having them on the team and and uh you know, we got to give him the ball more
1: <laughs> long before you were a team captain. You picked up a nickname. They called you. They called you cap, right?
2: Yeah. Yeah, it was uh, It was kind of annoying at first because <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not a captain. You guys, I'm just another guy who's trying to help this team get to where we need to be, and where we deserve to be. And for some reason, it stick. It stuck. And I mean, Just the entire offseason, everyone kept saying, Cap, Cap, Cap. I'm like, no, you guys, let's lead together. Let's play together because this is a team sport. I'm not your captain. If anyone's going to be a captain, it's going to be Fred. We all know that. And so, I mean, out of nowhere, I was thankfully chosen as captain. And, I mean, the only thing I can say is that we're going to continue to play hard and continue to play well. So, which nickname do you like better, Uh, Cap or the Butcher? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I, I really, I will have to say the butcher because I'm not a fan of captain.
0: <laughs> but he's a great captain, Kalani. He's a great captain. I, I shared the experience at Utah, yeah. the Utah game, and how he took over at halftime. And, and uh yeah, he, he, he can do that anytime. I mean, this is, this is, the, those captains do a great job at leading. And, and uh, that's why his teammates voted him to be a captain, even as a junior.
1: All right, more with Butch Pau, is uh, coming up, and Cougar fans get their crack at BYU starting at a linebacker. Questions from our audience and social media next. This is BYU football with Kalani Sitake. BYU football with Kalani Sitake is presented by Ken Garf Honda of Orem, a proud supporter of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. All right, our. Butch Pau'u guest segment will continue. Some Q&A coming up in a second for Butch. Our Cougars in the NFL this past weekend. We're opening weekend of the National Football League. Kyle Van Noy, the night after that Patriots opener, gets a nice contract extension. Jamal Williams gets his first pro carries in Green Bay. Ziggy Ansah finally ready to play again, doing his thing. And Daniel Sorensen, part of that big win over the Patriots for the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Butch Pau'u is our guest with us. And uh, Butch, you guys are coming off a tough game this past weekend you falling at home uh, to Utah by a score of 19-13. to 13. Uh, Your thoughts as you look back on, on what transpired this past Saturday and how you maybe learn and grow from it.
2: Yeah, you know what I saw from the defense is we played an extremely hard game. I mean, you allow those guys four field goals and a touchdown, you're, you're, play, you're playing pretty solid defense. We, we feel as a defense that we could have stopped them from even getting past the 50, um, but not doing our assignments and not being at the right spot at the right time um, allowed them to get down the field and the score field goals but I mean we had two takeaways two fumble recoveries a huge stop on fourth down and I mean you saw our defense flying around having fun and that's the emphasis that coach had this week and so that mentality is carrying over to this week where all the guys on the defense are saying let's have fun let's continue to play but most importantly let's do our job so that we can get this W this week. Kalani what have you seen from your guys in practice defensively this week?
0: Oh yeah they've been consistent and um, I think I think Butch explained it perfectly because the guy the guys were you know in the game they they 're just on it I mean there were a couple uh, um, to a couple plays where they were called out on the field in a short field you know and to hold a team at nine yard line to a field goal i mean that's that 's tough to do, but they, they, they didn't they didn 't like they didn 't bad night they just got out there and they responded. We call it like the firefighter mentality that they just they were out there ready to go, and i 'm really proud of them for not not um, Not being divisive, you know, those guys are all all about the team and in uniting the group and encouraging our offense. And and, uh, because the way they play, the way that the the way that they were as teammates, it brought our offense back. And hopefully, we can get this thing going and play full sixty minutes and and perform a lot better this weekend.
1: Which Wisconsin week they give you a different look than Utah, obviously, but uh, they love to. Towed it and pound it, and they're a good running team, as you know. Uh, the challenge of, of stopping a great run team like
2: Wisconsin this week. Yeah, you know, one of the things that we're excited about Wisconsin is, like you said before, is that they love to run the ball. And when a team loves to run the ball, that means that their offensive line, they're pretty sturdy up front. And so one of the, the strengths that I feel like BYU has always had is their defensive line, and I feel like our defensive line is very strong and just very powerful and can knock guys back. And so you see that with Kairos Tonga, you see that with Sione, Taki, you see the of Taniello, Kesny, I can go name all of our defensive linemen, Solo, Vita, anyone, Corbett, Trajan. I mean, all of those guys do a great job up front. And so we know that this week, I mean, pretty much every week, but there's an emphasis on this week where these guys need to make sure that they don't get, that their offensive line basically doesn't carry it to the second level, or if they do, that they go make the play. Because if they can stop their guys from getting to the linebackers from Fred, Hat, uh, Matt Hadley, and I, then we can make plays for them. And so... Whenever we make a play, we say thank you, guys. We came free on that one. We came free on the blitz or in the hole we filled right. And that's all thanks to you guys. And so we just continue to remind them that it's basically on their shoulders to lead this team, this defense.
1: Heck of a challenge this week. Now, you like your head coach. You like Kalani, right? Yes, sir. But he's admittedly not your favorite
2: Kalani, is he? Uh... (laughs) Ah. That's okay. Yeah, you know, I, I am... Happy to say that I'm engaged to Kalani Purcell, who's playing basketball out in Australia. Um, she's just waking up right now. The time difference is is tough at times, but it's really fun. We we talk a lot, and she she's an athlete, so she understands the mentality of go out and perform and play well, play for play for your teammates. And so she continues to support me, and I continue to support her with. Her whole basketball career in Australia, and hopefully she can come play uh, WNBA out here. And so, yeah, I have to say that I choose her over this Kalani.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So a little bit more about Kalani Purcell. Of course, she played at BYU, and she's now playing for the Melbourne Boomers of the WNBL. She had an exhibition game on the weekend, 10 points, three rebounds, three assists, five steals in around 20 minutes. So she yeah. is a player as we knew that here at BYU and yeah. she's uh, doing it down there now, long distance relationship for you guys right now.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's tough. It's very tough. One of the things that I was a huge fan of was coming and watching her play here and watching every single one of her games. I mean, you could ask their coaches. I was the loudest person on the court or in the stands at least. And so not being able to do that is kind of tough, but you know, that's how life is. I mean, She has the mindset of being able to pursue a career, and I'm not going to stop her from that, from chasing her dream. And so she's going to do the same with me. And so this long-distance thing is going to have to go for a couple years, and we'll see what happens afterwards. We just got word that
1: uh, Kalani's tuned in right now, and she's waiting for her (laughs) shout-out.
2: Hey, babe. Wait, is it okay to show your wedding date uh yeah february 9th uh is when we're getting married out in hamilton new zealand so if anyone wants to come out <laughs> well, there, yeah. on down yeah, yeah come Just, on down uh, fly on down no
1: yeah big deal. <laughs> all right well that's awesome kalani purcell and uh, butch patwood getting married on uh, february 9th all right let's uh let's uh let's have the the audience get some reps with uh with butch Pau. let's go to a studio audience question we've got echo peterson uh echo is on the mic
2: how are you doing i'm doing good good um, so my question for Butch is, do you have any pregame rituals or superstitions? Pregame rituals. So I'm a fan of tuning out everything. So basically either doing homework, going to sleep, hanging out with everyone, playing cards. And then it's, it isn't until we get off the bus, go through the Cougar Walk. Or right when we're on the bus is when I start dialing it in. And so right when we're on the bus, that's when I'm reading a text message from my mom and dad, who both send my brother and I text every game. Um, something we've been doing since high school. So they'll send me a text, I'll read that, begin to go over my assignments, and then right when we get off the bus is when it's, it's showtime, it's time to play.
1: Echo, thank you for the question. Appreciate that. Uh, from Twitter, question for Butch. This is from at Ryben3. What NFL player, which NFL player do you model your hard-hitting after, if there is one?
2: You know, uh, a guy in college that that I saw that was really – instinctive and played really hard and played really well and is actually playing right now is Denzel Perriman. He played at Miami and he got drafted by the Chargers and he's a guy that I look up to. I mean, you talk about a guy who brings physicality every play. That's someone that does it Um, about the same in stature. And I think one of his strengths is he's very instinctive. And I feel like that's one of my strengths too. Kalani, does he remind you of anybody?
1: Does Butch remind you of anybody at his position, his size, how he plays?
0: Uh, Yeah. I I mean, Shane Mirbrook is a guy that, that, played in a very similar way and um that, I hate to say that but because I think Butch has a lot of things that benefit him he's a little bit more distinct because he played running back but um his style is nice I mean he, I think he's a, he's a he's a unique player when we first showed up and I got the job I saw him running around I noticed his athleticism and then he's really explosive and strong in the weight room and um you know it, it all transfers over to him hitting I mean he can he can, he can deliver a, a, a great shot in such a short distance, and that's a, a lot of power packed into this body. And, um, you know, I look forward to him doing it a lot more. I mean, we saw a lot of that, you know, in, in his career already as a linebacker, and he's got a lot more plays to make.
1: We look forward to those plays being made by Butch Pau. Butch Pow is our guest tonight. How about a hand for Butch, folks? That was good stuff. Thank you. Cato University Parkway Ken Gar Honda of Orem We hear Cougs After the break Your questions for the Cougars Head coach From the audience And from Twitter Using hashtag Satake Show. This is BYU Football With Kalani Satake. Matt Mangum Looks left Looks middle Back pedals Pumps Brings it down Shuffling to his left Throws for the end zone It is Caught for the touchdown By Trey Dye The Cougars score With 238 to play that's the Nissan exciting play of the game presented by Nissan, a proud partner of the BYU Cougars. Nissan innovation that excites Tanner keeping the play alive and a heck of a throw to Trey Die. We're back with BYU football with Kalani Satake here in Studio C and uh, Kalani that play right there gave you guys a shot uh, to, to have the ball in your hands at the end for a chance to win against Utah.
0: Yeah, it was a great job by Trey. I think he came from on the other side of the field and uh, our, D, our O-line did a great job protecting Tanner, and so when, when he has time to throw and, and can set his feet, he's really accurate. And that, That's a difficult throw to make, and, he, and there's a lot of credit to him and Trey for sticking with it. All
1: right, it's that time on the show when we give BYU fans the floor. It's your chance to go one-on-one with the coach the Cougars. We have some live audience questions and Twitter questions lined up, so let's go. We're starting off right here in the studio with Kevin Peterson. Kevin. Um, so, Coach, how is team morale after the rough start, and what can we as fans do to really help get this win this Saturday?
0: Um, just do what we did last weekend. That that was good, and having all the noise. And, 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 and um, you know, the, it, it, like I said, the, the fans, they, they give a lot of energy to our players, and it's hard not to feel it when you're in that stadium. And so, um, but, but the morale is great. The, the, we have great leaders. You, you just heard from Butch, you know, and, and uh, with him and Fred and, and – Tanner and Tijon leading the way. We have a lot of great guys on this team that that take the initiative and and, and make sure that morale is good. So uh, they love football, and and, and, uh, we try to have fun with it. But uh, there's there's frustrations. But you can't let that override preparation and and making sure that you uh, build yourselves positively so you can win next week.
1: Kevin, thanks. Uh, Twitter question, at StanimalD358. He asks, what's the best part of coaching? and What's the hardest part of coaching?
0: Uh, the best part is being with the players. I mean, I, I I love playing the game and I love being part of the team. And so, um, to be the coach is it's a it's a huge honor for me, you know. So I love being around those guys and they make me feel young, you know. So, um, but I just I I can feed off of their energy too. So that's the best part. I get to be around the players, and, and the other best part I get to be around the fans, and uh, I think I've already told everybody I'm, I'm a byu fan since i was little you know since i was born and so i can connect with a lot of the fans and when fans share their frustration with me i get it you know <laughs> I'm, I'm there too so um just have a lot of fun i don't know what was the most difficult you said
1: yeah what's the hardest part
0: uh, losing your voice and uh <laughs> that's that's about it i mean there's there's nothing that i can say that's negative about this job i love it and um Love being where I'm at and uh, just have a lot of passion for this place. And BYU changed my life. And so I I hope we can get young men, uh, you know, through recruiting to come here and and be a part of this because it's a beautiful beautiful place with beautiful fans and a great program.
1: And I know that BYU fans want you to be where you're at for a long time. And hopefully you get that sense uh, here and other places.
0: Yeah, thank thank you. I've never, I've never uh, disagreed with you, so uh, there, there's, a, there's a 20-year contract I'd love to sign. Just tell me.
1: <laughs> Let's stay in studio for the next one here. Andrew Bogus is at the mic. Andrew, hi.
2: So, Coach, what, what made the offense perform better later in the game, and how do you think you could facilitate that throughout the whole game?
0: Well, I think there's so, it, it's not like one one, uh, single thing. And so when you look at and you evaluate the game's, um, you have to figure out what why things are clicking, and um a lot of people want to say it's because we went to shotgun more and we changed the tempo and that has a lot to do with it but there, there's also um so that every every part of it has a piece of the pie, and so we we kind of have an idea of what we can do differently and better um obviously we we think that there's some things that we should have done already in the past, you know in the l s u game and also in the first half of the game but um there there's some things that we can we can definitely improve on and um, it's all there. It's, it's it's ready for us, and uh, you know we we just have to practice it. And so um, I think that Ty does, has done a great job at get at getting the best guys on the field and trying to motivate them. But you know we we need to run a system that that'll get points on the board and 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 win games. And so if that means changing a few things, I and mean, it could be scheme, it could be uh, personnel, it could be a lot of different things. But um, we we know what the, the issues are. I, I could you know you only ask a question, I only have a few minutes to answer, but. Um, we're on it each you guys just trust us we're on it and, and we've been evaluating it the, the entire time and on the, on the other side of that we're evaluating the defense too and we're evaluating the issues that, we're, the, that, that, are, that lie in def- defense creating more disruption and getting more sacks and things like that and we're also addressing the, the things that we can improve on a special team so that's never ever stopped it's not like we just after a game we say okay this is good enough you know we're, we're looking for ways to get better and that's, it's been consistent ever since we started getting here
1: Andrew, thanks for your question. One more segment of Q&A coming up. Fans, if you're looking for an even more convenient way to shop at Smith's, try Smith's ClickList. Order online, pick up curbside at the store. Visit smithsfoodanddrug.com slash clicklist for details. More of your questions and Coach Satake's answers coming up after the break. This is BYU Football with Kalani Satake. We are back right after this. <laughs> Football with Kalani Satake is presented by Ken Garf Volkswagen of Orem, a proud supporter of BYU and the Cougar community. We hear Cougs. Last Q and A segment on tonight's show. Hashtag Sutake Show tonight and every week to get your question in for the coach. And we're going right back to our studio microphone. We've got Link Peterson at the mic. Link's ready for a football game right after the show tonight. He's dressed for football. How are you doing, Link? Oh, uh, great, great. Um, yeah, my question is, um,
2: so today's my second um, game of ever. <laughs> um, do you have any advice?
0: Yeah, don't forget to put your mouthpiece in, <laughs> and then uh, you know just have fun, have a great time, and um, it's just, it's a great game, you know, and and, and be safe, but uh, most importantly, just have a great time and don't worry so much about uh, the score until after.
1: Okay, Link, thanks for the question. Have a good game tonight. Good luck. All right. Time for final break. Post closing comments as the Cougars get ready for Wisconsin. We're back to wrap it up after this. This is BYU football with Kalani Sitake. All right. It's been a great show, great night. That's going to do it for us. Kalani, let's say so long. See you folks. All right. We'll see you next Tuesday on BYU Football with Kalani Satake. Good night.